Okay, so we are on DAF 14a, Yodalad Ahmed Aleph, and we're continuing the subject that we started yesterday about trying to figure out how much of an action would be necessary to take an item that had been rendered susceptible to becoming Tameh, to take it out of that status to be an item that is no longer susceptible. And we pointed out that just thinking I want to use this item in a way that would not be susceptible to Tumah, right, is not enough to take it out of its status once it has already become susceptible to Tumah and any which way that it became susceptible, whether it was through an action or whether it was just through machshaba, through intention alone. The Gemara says, perhaps what you will try to tell me is that when it comes to taking the item, that it is not the entire item that is susceptible to Tumah, but it is only the yad, the handle of the item that was susceptible to Tumah in the first place, Perhaps over there, machshava, intent alone, is sufficient to take it out of its status of being susceptible to Tumah. To which the Gemara responds, seven lines down, Bahatanan, is that true? We learned in a Mishnah. All handles of food that are besasan, besasan literally means to be um, like shmushed or trampled. We'll see what the Gemara does with this a little bit later. Trampled in the threshing floor. Tahay race, they are Tahar. Rabiesi says that they are Tame. Now, according to the one who said that with the word Bisasan over here refers to the untying of these bundles of the um, of food items, shopper, then this makes sense. But according to the one who says, my Bisasan, Bisasan Mamish, that it actually means to thresh it, my right? How could you say, over, in the case over there, what we're dealing with is Yodais HaEichlin. We're dealing with just the handle of the food item that was rendered susceptible. And then at some point or other, you decided you no longer want to use it as, the, as part of the food item. You want to detach it from the food item. Now, the question is, when does it become rendered no longer susceptible to becoming Tame? Does it, is it enough just to untie it? Untying would not be considered an actual action. And then we would be able to indeed see that just doing a... Um, a thought that I no longer want the handle to be susceptible is sufficient. But if you say that besasan means that you actually um, trampled it, right? Well, then if it actually means to, to trample it, right? Then that is actually enough of an action that indeed then we see that even just for yados, even just for handles that have been rendered susceptible, to render them no longer susceptible, it would be not sufficient to just have a thought. You would have to do an action. Achanami shabasasan mamish, right? So, so too over here, another, um, so too over here, it has to be that Shabbasasan Mamash, that he actually did thresh it when after deciding to use this as schach and no longer use it as food, he actually did thresh them, and that's why it was going to be no longer susceptible. If so, but then why did the Acherim, why did the others argue and say that even after threshing the handles, it is still considered to be rendered susceptible to Tumah? So, Amar Kerbiyesi, they hold like Kerbiyesi, it's not. We learned in a mission. Rabbi Metame. Rabbi says that they are Tame. Rabbi holds that indeed, even after after being um, the rest is still susceptible to Tuma. Hi, my. The Gemara says, how could you compare these two cases? The first Tana earlier and the first Tana over here of Rabbi Fish Hasam over there in the case of the threshing floor. We understand the reason for Rabbi and the reason is because these, these stalks, these handles, are still able to be used according to Rabshim ben Lakish. Since you are able to turn over the entire process easier when we're using a pitchfork, therefore they are susceptible to Tumah. But over here, where he cut for the purposes of being used as Tach, 
Lamai Chazia, what are they going to, why should they be susceptible to Tumah? Chazia, the Gemara says, Chazia, they are able to be, they're susceptible to Chisasar Lemintgat Lehu Bigilayu. They're susceptible because he can take hold of them by the handles, by the stems, when he is taking apart the sukkah. So this is actually still beneficial for him to have them attached. He want to analyze this in deeper matter. Gufa, come and hear. We're going back to that mission. Any handle of a food item that has been threshed in the threshing floor. They're not able to become tame because they're not considered something that will be used. says they are. My besassin, what does it mean when it says that they have been threshed? What is the meaning of this word? says it means that it was actually threshed. It means to untie the bundle. According to Abeliazer, the Amar besassin hitter agdan, he says that when we talk about besassin, threshing or trampling, it really means to just untie the bundle. I knew the Matame Rabiesi. That's why Rabiesi says that they're susceptible to becoming tummy. Elder Bechanan da Amar Basasan Mamish, according to Bechan, it says that it means literally threshing of the item. Amai Matame or Biesi. Why does Biesi say that they're still able to become Tame? Amar Bishiman ben Lakish. Hayal Baruyas. The reason is, Ruyas the Haifchan Ba'atar. Even so, they're still easier to be handled by a pitchfork given the status of having this, uh, these the handles, the stalks attached to it. They're still able to be handled by a pitchfork and therefore. That actually makes it that they are still significant and they can still become tummy. Amr the Gemara now segues into a statement regarding it's A, Rebeliezer speaking, and B, it's dealing with the idea of a pitchfork, the word of a pitchfork. We'll see a very powerful idea. Amr why is it that we compare the prayers of righteous people to a pitchfork? It's a play on words here. It's coming to tell you. Just as you use a pitchfork to take the produce from one place to another in the threshing floor. So to the prayers of a righteous person, they actually pick up and overturn the, the, uh, the, the, the character in which Hashem is going to approach the matter from being an attribute of harshness to being an attribute of mercy. And this is actually from the idea that we use as one of the Lashaynes of Tfila, one of the ten words for Tfila for prayer, right? We have one in this parsha, the Eskanan, right? Moshe, right? That's one of the ten words. Another one is Vayetar. Vayetar is a reference to a pitchfork according to this understanding. Zag the Mishnah. Mesachin b'nisarim. You're allowed to use nisarim for schach. What are nisarim? Nisarim are plants. Let's say you put a plank that is four tfachim wide on top of your sukkah, share it as kosher. However, you're not allowed to sleep underneath it. In other words, it does not invalidate the sukkah, but it is not actually, so right, that's what we're saying is kosher, but you're not allowed to sleep under it because that's not okay. Rav says, Rav says this machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rameir in our Mishnah as to whether or not Nisarin are okay is a machlekes when these these uh, these planks are four tefachim wide. The Rameir is the Xeris Tikkur. Rameir says we are concerned you should not use these planks when they're four tefachim wide because we are concerned that if you're using planks that are four tefachim wide that were put up specifically for the sake of a schach and to give us shade, you might then come to think that you can also use an actual house for your sukkah. 
because the house is also roofed with these planks. Rabbi Huda less the Xeris Tikra. Rabbi Huda is not concerned for the Xeris Tikra, and therefore he says you're okay. Avo ben and she ain't ben but Nisar and planks that are not even four tefachim wide, they're very hot called Kshira. Everybody agrees that they are kosher. That's Rab's opinion. Ushmul Amr, but Shmuel says, when they are not even four tefachim wide, they're still a machlek. Aviyish ben arba tefachim, but they're four tefachim wide, they're very hot called Psula. Everybody agrees that they are possible. Now, if you said that there's not even four tefachim width, is that to say that even less than three is also an argument? What do you mean? They're just regular sticks. How could a mayor say that it's still possible even when it's less than three, according to Shmuel's understanding that their argument is about when it's less than four? How far would he go with that? Would he go even less than three? Amr of Papa. This is what you have to say. If you have four tefachim width, According to Shmuel, everybody agrees that that is possible for Sakh. If it is less than three, even according to Shmuel, everybody agrees that if these planks are less than three wide, it will be kosher. My time, what's the reason? It's regular sticks. Where's the machlekas between three and four wide? One of them says, since it does not have the measurement of a significant space, we don't make a decree. We don't decree against it. The other one says, since it has left behind the space of lovud, lovud means something which is less than three tzvachim. So if it's less than three tzvachim, then we look at it as completely as completely um, non-significant. Once it's more than three tzvachim, it already becomes significant. And once it becomes significant, then it is not okay to use it according to Rameir. As we know, we make a decree uh, that if people use this, then they might then come to stay inside a house. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. They put on it a plank that is four tefachim wide. It is kosher. However, you cannot sleep underneath it. According to Shmuel, who said, According to Shmuel, who says that everybody agrees that when it's four tefachim wide, it is possible, it is not kosher for the schach. When it's not kosher, right? It's not going to invalidate the sukkah, because as we will learn later on, you could have not kosher schach, but as long as they're not four amas wide in between the place where the walls are and the kosher schach, your sukkah is still kosher. Ella but according to Rab, the Amar B'Shiyesh Ben Arba, Machlekes, who says that even when it is four tefachim wide, there is still a Machlekes, right? So why is it, according to Rameir, it should still be kosher? So why does the Mishnah say that it's not kosher over there? Aval ain't Ben Arba, but if there's less than four, they're very hot Everybody agrees that's kosher. Well, then, according to Yehuda, why can't he sleep underneath it? Do you think that this is according to everyone? Indeed, according to Rav's understanding, that Reb Yehuda would say that indeed it is kosher to sleep under this, even when it's four tefachim wide, because Reb Yehuda, according to Rav, holds that even four tefachim wide is still kosher as a plank. Well, then, indeed, you have to say that the end of the Mishnah is only according to Rameir. Come on here, a proof to the dispute between Rav and Shmuel, where the Machlekes, Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, as to whether or not planks are kosher, do they even argue about four tefachim wide, or do they only argue about less than four tefachim? And four tefachim, everybody agrees it's possible. Shnei Sadin and Mitzdarfin. You can put together two sheets together to, uh, that um, are going to be in your schach, and they, if they're together and they're four tefachim wide, they'll render your sukkah not kosher. Shnei Nisarin, Ein Mitzdarfin. Two boards do not combine. The mayor holds that even boards are considered planks, are considered to be like sheets. 
According to Shmuel, this is good. Machlekes was where there are not four tefachim wide. Once you get the fourth tefachim wide, everybody agrees that's possible. My mitzarfin, mitzarfin la'arba. Then what would it mean that it's mitzarif, that it combines, and that if it would have combined, it would have made it possible? It means that it combines to be considered fourth tefachim wide. Well, because according to Shmuel, even Rameir, even Rabbi Huda agrees that once it gets the fourth tefachim wide, it is not kosher. El Rab Ami Vishyesh Ben Arba Machlekes. According to Rabba, says that when there are four tefachim wide, that's where the Machlekes is. Aval Ein Ben Arba Devei Hakol Kfeira. Everybody agrees that's still kosher. In Chidami, what's the case? Ide Ispu Arba Lamalu Litzarufe. If each board actually is four tefachim wide, why do you need to say we're combining it? Even without combining it, it would be possible. Ide Lespu Arba. And if it's not four tefachim wide, Amai, then why is it not kosher? Vehak Kanim Ba'Alman Inu. It's a regular case of Kanim. It's a regular case of stick. So why wouldn't it be kosher? You have to say that indeed it had four tefachim wide. Each of them has four tefachim wide. So umay mitzarfin. Well, if so, then why do you need to say mitzarfin that it combines? Anyways, it's four tefachim wide. Mitzarfin la'arba amas minatzad. So rather now what we mean is like this. There's three different measurements that we have to be concerned with when we talk about not kosher schach. One is not kosher schach on the side right next to the wall. You can go up to four amas width. And you're still good because of the concept that we discussed earlier of daifin akuma, that you're allowed to bend the, we look at not kosher schach, that is abutting the wall as if it is a continuation of the wall. And then up until four amas, we don't care about that area if it's not kosher schach next to the wall. Not to say that you can actually sit in that area, it's not kosher sukkah right there, but it is also not going to invalidate. When it is in middle of the sukkah, up until four tfachim of not kosher schach, is still okay. But ear up until three tfachim is okay. More than three tfachim of ear space is going to invalidate. Now, the case over here that we're dealing with of trying to figure out is it mitzarif or not, will it combine or not, is dealing with the case of where it's going to be four amas total when it is combined, and therefore that's where the question came from. Lishnachrina, another version was to say like this. Bishlem, Lishmuel, it works according to Shmuel, the Amar, because he says, Vishain, Behen, Arba, Machlekes, Machlekes is where there is not but if there is four tefachim, everybody agrees it's possible. My mitzarfin, what does it mean when it says to combine? Mitzarfin la'arba amas minatzad. The case is to combine to four amas from the side. El l'arab, but according to Rav, bishleim l'arameyer, my mitzarfin. According to Rameyer, what does it mean when it says to combine? Mitzarfin la'arba amas minatzad. It can combine to, to form four amas total from the side. El l'arab Yehuda, but according to Yehuda, the amar afilu yish ben arba k'seira. Even if there is four tefachim with the sukkah still kosher, my ain't starfin. What does it mean when it says that it's not mitzarif? They combine. They're just sticks. Why would he possibly think that they combine? Since Rameir says it is mitzarif, it does combine with Yehuda, then response is ain't mitzarifin, but it does not combine. But of course, you're right that according to Yehuda, why would it possibly be mitzarif? Yehuda, according to Rav, Holds that these anything less than four tefachim is completely irrelevant to us. We don't we don't consider it anything more than a stick. Tanya kavasei deraf, tanya kavasei deshmuel. We have one brayse that it seems to corroborate what Shmuel was saying, and one brayse that seems to corroborate what Rab was saying. So tanya kavasei deraf, chacha chacha shall eres. If you used for your schach, you used uh, planks made out of cedar. Shein behen arba, they're not four tefachim wide. Divrei hakol kshera, everybody agrees that they're kosher. But if it is four tefachim wide, the mayor says it's possible. Rabbi Yehuda says it is kosher. There was a time period, it was during the sakana, when we were not able to practice our religion as we wished to. 
They brought planks that were four tefachim wide, and the non-Jews did not think that we were using this for a religious purpose. And they used it as regular schach on top of a balcony, and nobody realized it. And we sat underneath them. They said to him, you can bring a raya from there. You can't bring a proof from a time of sakana. So what do we see from here, though? What we see from here is like raft. Why? Because it, it says that everyone agrees that if it's less than four tefachim wide plank, you're okay, which is what Raf said. Tanya Gavah said, Shmuel, one bright so it's like Shmuel. If you use, if you roofed it with planks made out of cedar. That they're everybody But if it is not four tefachim wide, the mayor says it's possible. Rehuda says it's kosher. And Ramey agrees that if in between each plank there is a open space of one plank's worth, you can put regular kosher schach in between. Indeed, it will be kosher. Gemara later on is going to explain this has to do with the that there will no longer be a concern that you'll come to live underneath a regular roof. That if you put on top of it Nasser, this plank that is Rachav, or Tvachim, you're kosher, you're still kosher. You're still not supposed to sleep underneath it. You're not even fulfilled your mitzvah of sleeping in the sukkah. So this price is clearly like Shmuel, because in this price, even Reb, even Rabbi Huda agrees that if it's actually four tefachim wide, you're not able to sleep underneath it. This is clearly like Shmuel, that everyone agrees that if it's four tefachim wide, you're not okay. It's my state. Let's say you have these planks of wood, they're four tefachim wide, but you stick them on their sides, right? So you, you flip them from the horizontal to the vertical. And they're less than three tefachim wide now. Rav Huna Amar Psular. Rav Huna says that they're possible. Rav Chizda, Rabba Bar Rav Huna Amar Amri, Sarah say that they're kosher. Because nobody ever makes a house roof in this fashion where the width is actually, the, the ceiling is actually wider on the, the direction up than it is in the width. Ikla Rav Nachman the Surah. Rav Nachman comes to Surah. Al Ligabei Rav Chizda, Rabba Bar Rav Huna. And they come to visit. Rav Chizda and Rabba Bar Rav Huna come to visit. Amri Leib, they say to him, if you flipped it onto its side, Mahu, what's that lach? Amalui said to them, Sula, it is possible. So you stick them on their side. The same way if you have a metal spit, right? And you try to use it for your schach, it doesn't make a difference which direction you, you turned it in, it's going to be possible. So too, if you have a four tefach wide plank, which is possible to be used in this four tefach wide direction, then even if you flipped it on its side, so now it's actually less than four tefach wide, it's still possible to be used. Amal Ravuna, Ravuna responds, Didn't I tell you? Amri Kavasi, say like me. Amalai, they said to him, Have you told us a reason and we didn't accept it? Amalai says to them, Did you ask me for a reason and I didn't tell you one? We have to communicate better. They come and say that this following idea supports Rav Nachman. If the sukkah is not large enough to contain within it his head, and most of his body and the table. So that a, or if you have um, an opening in it, that a gadi was able to, uh, a goat was able to jump in without having to push his way in. In other words, it's more than three tefachim wide. Or another, another psal, if you put on it a plank that is four tefachim wide, and even if only three tefachim of the plank are covering you, these are all different cases of a schach that are possible, or a sukkah that's possible. And one of the cases is where you have a four tefach wide plank that only three tefachim are used for your schach. Is this not talking about a case 
where you turned it in the other direction and still it is possible. Echidami, is it not talking about a case where, right, like the Gemara is going to say, is it not talking about this case that we were just talking about? And indeed, we see from here that if you take the four tefach wide plank and you flip it on its side, since it's a four tefach wide plank, it's still problematic. Echidami, lav kigayin shahavchan al tzidehem? Loi, hachamameyaskinan kigayin da'oncha apuma demitzitalasa, the case is like this. You have a four tefach wide plank. And the four tefach wide plank was only partially on top of the area that was walled off for your sukkah. And part of it was actually past. It was extending past the wall. Okay. The ayol tulasa they give, three tefachim of the four tefach was actually on top of the inner area. And one tefach was actually past it on the outer area. It's the case of where you have a extension going out from a sukkah. Allah is that if you have sukkah, if you have schach that are going past the walls of the sukkah, it's actually kosher. And the same way it's kosher when it goes out past the walls of the sukkah, as long as most of the schach is inside the walls of the sukkah, you're, as long as you sit under the, the schach, you're considered to be inside the kosher sukkah. So to the opposite way as well. If part of your schach are inside the sukkah and part of it are outside the sukkah, so the entire plank is four tefachim wide, and part of those four tefachim are not on top of a wall, but the first three are on top of a wall. Since ultimately it is a four tefach wide plank, the entire area now of that four tefach wide plank becomes possible to be used for a sukkah. And anything which is going out from the sukkah, it is treated like the actual extension of the sukkah itself. And since the, since the, it would be treated that way for make it kosher to sit in that area, it is also treated that way to consider that the entire plank is being used in this sukkah. And since the entire plank altogether is for tfachim, the schach will end up being possible.